Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 333. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. We've got some good stuff to get to today. Uh, first things first, Tony, uh, lead us off. Uh, a friend of the show hosted a... Uh, a show, uh, and, and you went and saw that show. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, an old friend of the podcast, uh, I, did he even have a, a nickname on the website? or He wrote an article. I know that. Did he? Did he? Yeah, he definitely did. He had like the Toy Story shoes too he, or something. That was uncredited. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, that guy, we'll call him, yeah. we'll call him Chad. Uh, he had a, uh, he's in a, you know, good friend of the podcast. He's in a, a band. And I was with another good old friend of the podcast, Goose, who's been on a couple, uh, a couple, you know, podcast nights, and he's also written an article himself. Uh, we went and we went to a an underground show, and it was like my first, like really, like place where you went inside and you were like, I never knew this place was here. And the reason why it's ironic was it was literally across the street from where my family used to own a restaurant in Santa Ana. And it was this little big, this big building that was, you know, a warehouse and you would have had no idea what was going on in there. And it was, uh, it was not, it was, it was interesting to say the least. They were basically serving alcohol just out of a refrigerator, uh, selling some weed and mushrooms out front and whatnot. So just, a you know, just yeah, very interesting, very interesting indeed, but a, a good time nonetheless. So you're saying it wasn't an official music venue. It was, uh. No, it was just Repurpose, definitely some underground yeah. stuff, and they they were one of like four bands that played or something like that, and it was a, it was a pretty good time. I got you know, I mean, I had a, I had a good time, and uh, also there was one of the guys in the band that I was looking at, and I'm like, he looks familiar, but I don't know where. And uh, we ended up going over to Chad's house afterwards, and that guy was there because he lives with Chad. And then finally, he said, and he's like, "Are you uh, part of Tony's Take?" And I must have seen the billboard, is what I thought off the 55, but. Uh, yeah. No, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm Brett. I'm uh, good friends with the other guys there. And uh, I and I was like, oh, my God, you're the one that did our logo, too. It brought back a part of my life that I had completely forgot about, like in like roughly like 2017 or 2018 or something, whenever we had Brett do our logo and he was working at a local Mexican joint that doesn't even exist anymore. Well, even more, he did all of Andy's beer uh, promo uh, pictures. Yeah, no, yeah, he was he was good. He was definitely part of us for a, for a while. And, uh, yeah, no, I had completely forgotten about him and it was, but I knew he looked familiar. So that was, that was, that was kind of funny. And then, uh, another little yeah. quick story I want to say is that, uh, over here in, uh, Orange County, we have a, what's called the Orange County fair and it's in town. It started this last Friday and, uh, I don't think I'd been to the fair in like a year or two, but, uh, decided to go this last, you definitely haven't been there six months ago. <laughs> well, I said the last year or two. Okay. But it definitely I said the last six months or two, but you said, Yeah. You make basically made it seem like I haven't been there in a year. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I meant I should have said, should have clarified. <laughs> I haven't years. been to the last couple OC fairs, yeah. which are only from like mid July to like mid August. So anyway, I uh, I ended up going on Saturday night with some friends, and one of those friends, another former host of this podcast, I don't know, I shouldn't say host, yeah, but former honest. former member of this podcast, uh, Wrecking Ball Joe. He was a contractor. He's never an employee. <laughs> he, was yeah. in a, he was in a lot of the best ofs, though, because uh, you just have to know him. 
But uh, he's like a great uh, bullpen pitcher. Yeah, but you can't overuse him. You like know? he's the bullpen guy you bring in when you're down like nine nothing in the third, uh, and you hope to get like two or three good innings out of him. But uh, anyway, Joe was uh, I was with Joe, and I'm I'm bringing him up only because what I witnessed Saturday night with Joe was something I've never seen before in my life. Let and you know at the fair, I guess is the place to do this. But what this guy consumed that night was pretty impressive. So. If I can remember everything correctly, and we got there roughly around, let's just call it like 8 p.m. And this story goes from about 8 p.m. to probably like roughly midnight. He had like one of those like triangular like cones of buffalo mac and cheese. He had an orange chicken burrito. It was a burrito that had orange. It was actually really good. I had a couple bites of it. It literally tastes like Panda Express all in one bite. He had... Oh my God. He had, there was a lot he had. I wish I even had it more written down, but he had, um, Oh, two ice cream cones. <laughs> he, any fried Oreos or anything like that? That's always hot there. No, but he had, he had a few other things. And then on top of that, then he went on a, uh, roller coaster <laughs> where it then started to go South. And then after that though, we went to in and out and he had animal style fries. Oh my God. God. No, there it was. It was definitely. Uh, this is also like a hundred dollars worth of food. Oh no, he definitely spent hundred dollars on food. There's definitely one more thing I'm forgetting too. I know there is because he had, he had, like I said, he had the buffalo mac and cheese. He had the two ice cream cones. He had the the burrito. Uh, oh, he had a corn dog. He had a giant corn dog, and animal style fries. It was truly incredible. And then yeah, and then he went on a roller like one of those roller coasters that if you can vision it, it like. Just spins you up so high in the air, a just in a, a, a coaster, circle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. And yeah, he uh, he's now deceased. <laughs> no, he. Yeah. Oh, it does sound like you had to put him down afterwards. No, it was it was incredible. Like all day. of us were in absolute shock of what we that all. Sounds like witnessed. what they do with Devito when they he thinks they're going to put him down. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, a great day. Wow. Yeah. No, it was it was definitely something. It was pretty spectacular what we uh, what we got to witness there that evening. Yeah, it sounds like it. he should have gotten a T-shirt or something for for eating the you know most calories consumed or something. You know what? I'm going to say he didn't have most calories at that day. Uh, um, fairs, I, yeah, sure. fairs bring out some uh, some big contenders there. So, oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, very good. I have a couple of news stories. One of which is local news as well. Uh, Last Friday, I was on the freeway driving around uh, in like Buena Park area going for some sites for work. And then Saturday, I was on the freeway again by uh, Orange, or not Orange, uh, Santa Ana Main Place Mall. And it was, let's just say 10 a.m. around for both of the times, actually. The first time on that Friday, there was a guy on a hot rod style, the hot rod movie style, like pedal uh moped kind of a thing uh on the side lane like the shoulder where you you break down your car uh, and he was going you know 31 miles an hour on the side of the freeway and on saturday there was a guy riding a beach cruiser on the shoulder with his headphones on and just pedaling on on the freeway on a beach cruiser um i want to say it was around a year ago all the freeway signs around here were saying, you know, look out for pedestrians on the road. And I, I think I must have spoken about it here then, too, because that just sounds so preposterous on a freeway sign. But 
Now we have bicycles on the on the freeways. Um, don't know. This place is getting out of hand, and uh, it it's remarkable. I also have seen two car accidents in the last uh, three days now. So, uh, Andy, right after I left uh, the theater, Andy and I had a what we were watching on Sunday uh, that we'll get to later today. But I saw a guy fender bender, but he basically just drove into another car like a moron. <laughs> And then I was like 10 seconds behind uh, a five-car accident on the freeway yesterday. Um, so probably not safe to be pedaling a beach cruiser on the freeway because there's accidents all over the place on there. And a bike isn't a lot of protection when it's a motorcycle, let alone a Schwinn. So I don't know what is wrong with this world. And I guess you're trying to be efficient by taking the freeway to save some time on your commute. But maybe yeah, have a, a, a an automobile to to do that. Uh, the next thing, I, I don't even know. You guys tell me what you think of this. Um, so people are going to the moon nowadays, right? It's becoming the you know new destination. It's the new Ibiza for the rich people. Uh, I don't think so, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Proceed. They're they're going and orbiting up there for like eleven seconds and coming down. Well, I guess William Shatner is the. Uh, the spokesperson for this new uh, new business venture, you can now send or turn like pieces of your hair into space crystals that they'll send to the moon. Um, it's not cheap. Now, what this sounds like to me, it reminded me of a, an instance of, of mine from high school. A friend of mine was going to Morongo, our local casino, and... Uh, it was just like a, a Thursday or something. I had, you know, 20 bucks in my pocket. It's like, hey, when you get there, will you put 20 on red for me? He's like, yeah, sure. And obviously he said he lost. It's like how there's no way of confirming if one, he did do that. And two, if he won or if he just, well, here's my Panda Express for, uh, for when I get there. How the hell are you going to confirm that this company is sending your hair up to the moon. And by the way, that price tag, do you guys want to take a guess? 300000 Uh, $1,500. $1,500? $1, no idea. It'll cost you that just to ship it around the you know globe uh, with the UPS. Yeah, like if they batch it's it together. It's $150,000. Um, to me, that's like buying a star, but less credit because i think at least if you buy a star and you point like the stargazer app at it on your phone it'll say your name of the star i think i hope that's how it works how the hell are you gonna hey, you see that little speck up there on the telescope that's my hair i'm pretty sure that's where they said they put it well you're not gonna that's what i'm saying it. what are you getting out of this other than just cutting some guy a, a check because you're an idiot you're seeding the you're seeding the moon Do you get with a, your DNA. A certi so. Certificate of authenticity, Andy. I'm just saying it, it, it's such a bullshit. Hopefully. Like, there's no way of proving this. They're just collecting money and not giving you anything in return. I, I'd love it. I'm very envious, and I wish I could start this uh, venture. By the way, guys, Tony, take uh, if you want to send us a uh, hundred thousand dollars, we'll ship an old uh, outfit of yours up to the moon, and then it's like you're you're up there. It's more skin uh, on your shirt than one piece of hair. Well, that's just space trash. That's bad. There's plenty of room, Andy. But space crystals. Yeah. We'll are do fine. crystals then. I don't know. It's 
It seems like put your yeah, put your DNA up on the planet and then like when the world ends and then other aliens come and they're like, We need to recreate a species and they find the DNA up there and then like you so. win. Because your DNA is up there. You come back as yourself and then Or they make you you they turn yeah, you into a, a robot space or an alien slave for whatever and you're digging mines up in you know Candor or some shit. It just sounds. I can't believe this is real. I'm sure some people are doing it. Um, like some YouTuber is going to do it. Um, like a rich prince out of this you know, Middle East is going to do it. Um, you know, I, it blows my mind. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's it's remarkable. I I was blown away. All right, let's move on. Uh, the actor strike. Uh, we're not getting any new uh, stuff uh, anytime soon, and movies are going uh, promotionless right now. Yeah, so uh, it's official that the actors' union SAG has uh, decided to strike, um, which yeah involves a bunch of different things, including yeah no no new productions from them. Um, but yeah, they can't promote movies either. Um, so yeah, like going on late night TV, which is already not doing anything because of the writer's strike, but even like, uh, if Robert Downey Jr. wanted to come on our podcast to promote Oppenheimer, he couldn't do that right now. He would risk being kicked out. Um, that's, that's the only reason I guess he, he decided not to appear today. Um, (laughs) but yeah, any of that kind of stuff can't be done. And there's, that's a big, big deal for movies coming out. Like, uh. Uh, what's the, the thing where you eat the wings? That's a big deal. People love that shit on YouTube. Um, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's just not going to happen until the strike is, is done. Um, and that probably won't affect uh, Barbie or Oppenheimer too much because they've already gotten through their promotion promotion schedules. But uh, the next few weeks of stuff, you're going to be missing out on people promoting. Um, with Oppenheimer, they actually had to yeah. walk out of their premiere. Uh, so they they moved up to the premiere so that they could do the red carpet. But like an hour into the movie, they all had to walk out because uh, they couldn't be there anymore. Uh, pretty crazy stuff there. But um, with the actors and writers striking at the same time, this is kind of unprecedented and is really going to shut down Gladiator pretty shut much down everything. Right um, yeah, because even if like if you are filming overseas, you're probably still using some people that um, are in the union and can't do anything. Um, there are some smaller productions that can apply for a waiver. Um, they've granted some of those already. So it's like, hey, we're there was a, a show about Jesus that's like oh, independent. And they're like, we filmed... Um, I think it's supposed to be on the same thing, CW. I think. Um, yeah. No, those are two different channels. But maybe it's on both. But um, they, have, they were filming a season of TV and they were like, we have one week left of shooting. Can we get this waiver? And they're like, sure. Because um, you're not making money for Warner Brothers or something. Um, and some other stuff can go to like Poland. Yes, um, Poland. That, that's actually been the plan, I think, for, well, you know what I'm talking about. Go somewhere that's not here. Um, but like not here, meaning like not Canada either or not the UK because it's all so closely related. Um, but yeah, some places have already put those plans in place. They can film some stuff there and then kind of when they, the strike's over, finish what you, what you need. Um, I know Netflix has a good pipeline of international shows. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be impactful that we've had. Even if this thing wraps up in a month or so, it's going to be delaying a lot of things that were supposed to come out this next year, and then the year after that, you don't know what's going to even be there to come out. 
Um, so yeah, it is, it is a big yeah. deal. Um, and it's also pretty wide ranging. You know, we could get in trouble with the union if we promoted a movie. So we could talk about a movie. We just can't really promote a movie. Um, now would the, the only thing they could do is prevent us from being in the union later. They can't like fine us. Um, but that's, that's how far this has gone is that they're, um, sending out to like other places, other podcasts that like, uh, here's our rules. Like we don't want you promoting anything. Um, so is it like when the grocery stores go on strike and then you get a bunch of scabs coming in? So it's like Roman Polanski, like, yeah, no, no, I'll go make a new movie for you guys. Uh, it's just going to be, no, there's not going to, they're definitely not going to use scab labor to, to make new movies. But like I said, they might do the stuff where they're going to film some stuff in Poland, um, with random local non-union actors there. Um, so some scary movies are going to come out Polish Um, ones, but then there's just stuff that is made there anyways, um, that they could just bring over and just put subtitles on them. Like I said, Netflix has had a a history of doing that anyways. They already have those deals in place. So, um, that that's probably going to be a big thing, but, um, we're already seeing like the effect this is going to have on the fall TV schedule. Um, CBS announced that, uh, they're going to just air Yellowstone during primetime because, they don't have anything uh, to put on. So it's like, hey, we already own this show. It's not, it hasn't been on this network yet. It's been on our other networks. It's been on different apps. But um, we'll just put it on CBS. Um, and that's that's going to be the big thing is there hasn't been a huge effect yet. But that's going to be when TV is supposed to come back in September, October. And they're going to have nothing there. And that's – I think it will put some pressure on them. So uh, I think this thing will probably end up getting – settled maybe by then end of september or something but uh it's still gonna have an impact um you've heard it here first and yeah and there's things like uh productions that had to be stopped are they for sure going to be picked up when this is over or do they have to like make new plans i I don't know yeah you have a force majeure so yeah you can cut anything you want yeah there's a lot of things that were like in the last week it's like are they just gonna be like, all right, we got enough, and kind of cut the movie to to do that? There's yeah, there's gonna be some weird stuff that's gonna end up happening. Um, last time there was the big writer strike, they just kind of didn't have writers to to fix movies, and, and and it had an impact. But can you imagine? There's like we had three weeks of reshoots we're gonna do. We're just not gonna do them, and the movie's just gonna come out as is with what we've got. Um, good luck. Uh, <laughs> you could see that happening, but um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Pretty strange. Uh, speaking of uh, this stuff, should we talk about the Emmys? Yeah, so uh, the actor strike will end up affecting the Emmys because right now they're scheduled for September. Um, no one would be allowed to go to them if they did air. Um, so I think they said they will delay them. They won't, But if the strike goes on for like six months, they'll just have to be like, yeah, who's, here's who won the awards. Um, but yeah, as of right now, they're... They're scheduled for September, but will be delayed. Um, I'm not going to go through all of the nominations, just kind of highlight some things that um, I think are missing. I don't know, some snubs, if you will, or some big stories. Um, so I, I, I am upset that the uh, uh, Reservation Dogs, I think it's the best comedy. Uh, that's coming back for its final season in just a couple weeks. Uh, did not get any nominations at all in its entire history so far. I think that's uh, upsetting to me. 
Um, but Jury Duty, the show that I liked uh, from a few months ago, the like fake reality Jury Duty thing, uh, did get a nomination for Outstanding Comedy Series, and uh, James Marsden was nominated for Supporting Actor. So that's my parents uh, like that. Kind of yeah, it was a, it was a, my mom. It was does. a good idea. Um, I think uh, Outstanding Drama Series. I think that was pretty much expected. Uh, I would have to think Succession's going to end up winning that when it's final season. It's just such a uh, the type of show that those type of voters uh, really like there. Um, limited series. So this is like the big thing now. There was a lot of limited series coming out. Um, there's one of them that I watched this past year, Welcome to Chippendales. Uh, all of the main actors in that got nominated, yet the series did not get nominated. I think that's interesting. I don't know how that happened. So, um, Fleischman is in trouble is uh my favorite in that category that was a thing from last year that was really great um but on the opposite side the actors for the most part in that show did not get nominated so um, i do wonder if they like split their votes somehow um i think it's amazing that they still do an outstanding reality show like they actually give an award to that so that can't be real yeah so like the amazing race or top chef can can win an emmy um let's see interesting uh, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. Martin Short was nominated, but Steve Martin wasn't. And I do wonder, is that going to cause any friction with them? That's kind of a... Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, Bill Hader nominated again in his final season there for Barry. Um, an outstanding lead actress, uh, Christina Applegate was nominated in probably her last performance ever in her career. Uh, I think she has MS and she's retiring uh, so that's that's an interesting story. Uh, Jenna Ortega was the youngest uh, nominee ever in this category. So I think she's like still only 21. Um, outstanding lead actor in a drama series. There are three people in succession, including Brian Cox, who if you uh, watch the final season, isn't in it very much. <laughs> but they submitted him as a lead actor still. And I guess it's... Uh, Performance is still so powerful that they, they still nominated him. Yeah. Do you think when grade. it comes to stuff like that, it's more of like the performance or is it the name? So, Because Pedro Pascal jumps out at me with the fact that I know a lot of people like him and a lot of people liked that show. And I feel like when you have three people from Succession in there, don't they kind of eliminate each other kind of in a sense? Where it's like, how do you pick? We had to just throw all three of them in there. So the way the Emmys work is that they submit an episode. Okay. So so a lot of times they'll actually even say, like, for this episode, definitely with writing and directing they will. Um, but they might be like, okay, Succession Episode 2, look look at Brian Cox's performance where yeah. he was the lead actor. Okay, no, that, that, that makes a lot more sense. Um, I guess it's easier to do that in a TV show as opposed to, like, a movie. Yeah, and they don't want they don't have to – they don't want voters to, to think they have to watch a whole thing. Although, like, you're going to watch one episode of Succession without ever seeing any of it. Like, how are you going to get anything out of that? Mm-hmm. That's the idea behind it is to be like – you know, look at this one episode to see, like, who is – this is what we're submitting as the great performance. Um, yeah, Pedro Pascal is nominated. Last chance for Bob Odenkirk. Um, but, yeah, Jeremy Strong and Kieran Culkin also nominated. I – yeah. What? No, no, no. I was going to say nothing. I mean, are we going down in the list? Oh, yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, I think I have a hunch who's going to win that one. Yeah, so lead actor in a limited series or movie. Uh so something interesting about this is that um, what is a TV movie these days? A lot of movies go ten straight ep- to streaming. Ten episodes. Well, that would be a limited series. But a, a movie, there are still movies that go straight to streaming. 
A oh, lot yeah. of them, they, if they want to get them in the Oscars, they'll put them in theaters for a week. But let's say they never get anything, then they qualify for this category. So one of the nominees is Daniel Radcliffe for uh, the Weird Al movie that came out straight to streaming. Um, but yeah, I think what Tony's pointing out is uh, Evan Peters for mm-hmm. uh, for Dahmer. And I think he has said, like, I'm never going to do anything like that again. That was too Well, much. he was already pretty good, though, because he, you know, being an American history story, right? Is that what it's called? Horror story. <laughs> Horror story. American history story. Yeah, it's about the pilgrims and the Indians. <laughs> I knew that didn't sound right when I said it either. I was like, that can't be right. But no, Evan Peters was really good. And I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't want to do something like that again. Because I think like a role like that can actually like fuck with you mentally a little bit. Like yeah, Heath Ledger stuff. Yeah, Dahmer was a, was a cruel individual. And then you get to see it get brought to life. And then you get the whole thing about... You know, it wakes up families that are like, wow, why is this show get to be on Netflix where I get to reenact watching my son, my 14-year-old son get murdered? And I bet that shit got put on him because he's the actor in it. And it's like people just automatically want to hate you because you do such a good job reliving these people's nightmares of their loved ones getting murdered. So it's like, I could see why something like that would actually fuck with you. I think it's a little bit more probably on that end, too. Of like the family's getting upset and they automatically want to hate you because I you played the actor. The controversy too is difficult. Um, yeah, a lot of blowback. I mean, they are doing another series of that, but yeah, um, he's fine doing the American Horror Story stuff because it's yeah, just well, kind of yeah, it's all fake. Yeah, it's fake. It's and fiction. Um, but yeah, outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series. It's not necessarily who got nominated, but who didn't. Uh, so the, there's the Apple TV show Shrinking. Um, Jason Segel was nominated, and Jessica Williams was nominated for Supporting Actress. Harrison Ford not nominated. So they decided to uh, ignore the big movie star altogether. Um, also not nominated for 1922 or 23. You know what it is. Which one is it? I don't know. Which for what? Talking to Sean. 1923. Yeah, I can't get the years right. They're working on a 24, yeah. but again, the writer's strike, actor strike uh, bullshit. But none, none of those, I never get uh, it. none of the Taylor Sheridan shows got any nominations, but that was well, kind of... Good thing I don't yeah. give a shit. I don't yeah, care about the Emmys. You, uh, that was kind of a surprise that Harrison Ford didn't get nominated for either project. Because uh, you'd think they'd want him to be there, you know, he's Harrison Ford, but... He's... He likes horses and being outside, and these people are the exact opposite. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know who votes on this, but I'm just uh, relaying. Just picturing pasty nerds. So uh, there's outstanding supporting actor in a drama series. There are eight nominees, and all eight are from two shows. So there are four nominees from Succession, including Alan Ruck, first time being nominated. So well, he's good, wonderful. Good, good for him. Um, and four different people nominated for The White Lotus. So. Um, yeah, I don't know who I want to see. Alexander Skarsgård uh, coming in. Uh, that was a great uh, free agent signing by the show Succession. Uh, just coming in for the last season there. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, on on supporting actress, there are five White Lotus actresses. So um, if you don't know what that show is, everyone is a supporting actor because it's like multiple different stories going on at once. Um, but yeah, it looks like the Emmys uh, really, really love that show. But I'm um, also the last chance for uh, Rhea Seahorn to win for Better Call Saul. So um, I'd like to see that happen. And then uh, let's see, supporting actor in a limited series, um, Paul Walter Hauser, who's, you know, the greatest actor that's ever lived. My favorite, just a, just a big 
goofy giant man. He is nominated for an Apple show that I haven't watched, but I just like uh, reminding people that he exists. Um, but Ray Liotta is also nominated for that show. That's a Blackbird on Apple TV. So Ray Liotta has passed and would, uh, would not be able to accept that award if he won. But that would uh, be nice. I don't know what, what his chances are. But, um, you know, Ray Liotta deserves awards, even even in death. I think that's fine. And then, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything else major that I wanted to talk about the Emmys. But, um, oh, yeah, uh, outstanding writing for a limited series or movie. This is the other... Uh, weird thing here with, I said you could put movies in there. Uh, the movie Prey, the Predator movie that went straight to, to Hulu, is nominated for an Emmy for writing, uh, which is just Interesting. weird. Uh, I hope it wins, because <laughs> that's just a weird thing to be like, Predator is winning an Emmy. It doesn't seem right, um, but there, there it is. It was technically a TV movie, so it's in the TV movie category. Um, weird, weird times we're in. Yeah. All right, is that it for the Emmys? Uh, yeah. How about Pet Cemetery? Yeah, so there's not going to be too many, uh, too much movie news over the next few weeks, I expect. Uh, but there's still some stuff that they're they're talking about. Uh, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines is a movie coming to Paramount Plus October 6th, so it's going to launch their uh, Halloween content for paramount plus so uh, i just want to get everyone in the in the in the spirit everyone get ready that it is happening uh, we are, are ready they are making new original horror movies straight to streaming so uh this is a prequel to the pet cemetery story uh so like the old man it's him as a young man um i guess that's the story i don't know how much more you need to know about it um it is based on stephen king wrote like a tiny idea for this um he wrote the original novel of course but uh, he wrote like a little idea for a prequel novel and then didn't go forward. And they're just like, hey, how about we just take that and expand it and make a movie? And yeah, you know, go for it. Uh, I'll, I'll watch this um, on October 6th. Yeah. yeah. It's free, you know? I have, I have unlimited time. Yes, you do. All right. Uh, I believe you had a game too. Is that correct, or did you want to talk about holdovers? Yeah, let's talk about this trailer really quick. Then we'll get into the game. Uh, there was a trailer released for a movie called The Holdovers, coming out on November tenth. Uh, the reason I think this is notable, it is uh, Alexander Payne uh, reuniting with Paul Giamatti. So uh, Payne directed the movie Sideways twenty years ago. Yeah, that uh, did seem like it was twenty years ago. It, huh? it was. <laughs> yeah, it maybe. literally was twenty years ago. Um, Probably Giamatti's biggest performance. Um, he's been in a million things, and um, I think he's still got another season John of uh, season of whatever that thing is, Billions to go. So he uh, can't promote it, but you know it's still gonna happen. Why make billions when we can make millions? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's an interesting trailer. It's got a trailer voiceover guy. It looks like it's taking place in like the seventies. Uh, very very old looking. Um, but it's Paul Giamatti. He's a professor and he has to like, uh, stay over during the winter break and like watch the, like the few kids that didn't get to go home further for the break. And it's like, Hey, I, I like this director. He's made other good movies like Nebraska and, uh, election. And I think the last movie he made was bad. No one wanted to see it. Where like Matt Damon gets shrunk and lives in a tiny city or something. Um, well, that's convenient though. At least, at least he's not a big guy in a small <laughs> yeah. city. Uh, so maybe it'll be a comeback for him. Um, but yeah, that's one of the, a fall release that, uh, 
will happen regardless uh, of Ovni Strike because it's finished and they already told us it's coming out. Well, that sounds like it could be something. Yes, we'll never know. All right. Let's play this game off-road. All right. So uh, this week, there are two big movies coming out. Uh, rarely do we get two big movies come out in the same week, but uh, this has been anticipated. Uh, I think that was announced a year ago that this was the date that the two movies were sticking to. Um, it's definitely Warner Brothers trying to get back on Christopher Nolan. So Nolan <laughs> putting out Oppenheimer. Warner Brothers uh, decided we'll release one of our big movies of the summer the same day because uh, they had a big public uh, divorce a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah, Nolan's Oppenheimer and Barbie coming out this Friday. So the game I'm playing is, uh, is it Nolan or is it a toys movie? Um, so I'm going to give you the name of an, act- of an actor. Okay. I'm going to still need that microphone there. <laughs> and uh, you're going to have to tell me, was this actor in a Nolan movie, a movie based on a toy, or both? And so oh, if it's what both, do you mean if both? If it's both, you have to say How many both. toy movies is Nolan created? No, no, no. A Nolan movie or a movie based on it. Oh, so like this guy could be in a Nolan movie and he was like Woody or something? Yes. Now, here are the, here are the, here's the uh, rules of the toy movie. Uh, toy Story is not a toy movie. It is a movie based on a real toy. Um, I oh, also am not including video games. <laughs> yes. I'm not including video games, but I am including board games. Okay, so like Jumanji counts? That's not a real board game. Okay. I'm, it has to be based... It's based on a real toy. Something That's on, the idea here. Okay. Like Barbie. Okay, like Barbie. Okay. Um, so Chucky. Chucky, not a real toy either. Yeah, well, is he? I mean, I think there's people out there that have a Chucky, Chucky Chicken toy in the egg, room. Tony. Okay. They made the toy after the movie. Oh, we'll see. There aren't that many toy movies. Uh, but, Apparently but not, the, according to Andy's list. Here. There will be more if Barbie is as oh. successful as it seems. Okay. Mattel has already said, yeah, we're going to try so to like make more. Polly Pocket would be... A have, toy movie. Yeah, if they made a movie, a Polly Pocket movie. Okay. And, I, and I'm only counting theatrical release movies because there's all kinds of direct-to-TV to type movies that have been made based on toys that are for children. Um, but yeah, let's just start off with the first one here, and you guys can get a, a better understanding, maybe. Um, yeah, but the first, actor, the first actor here is John Turturro. Mm. Um, he's a man who likes feet. He's yeah, and I, know, I actually know who this guy is. hard because he could be in like old Nolan. I'm going to say a toy movie. You know, I'm going to say a toy movie also just because I feel like he's got that goofy look and goofy, like he could have a goofy voice where he could be in a toy movie. Again, it's a movie based on a toy, not necessarily like they have to be toys. Um, But I'll I'll tell you, you're both right. Okay. And you're in the cupboard? I'm just kidding. That's you're you're looking at the wrong direction. I know I am. <laughs> he has been in multiple Transformers films. Oh, those are toys. Those, those are he, toys. Right. He's like the guy at the facility or yeah. something. Like he becomes he's, a conspiracy. He's not as cool in that movie. I don't think he's cool, Mister he, Deeds. He's and the, in Big Lebowski. He's like a guy. Who's trying to be, He's like an antagonist. Yeah, he's an antagonist in that movie. Um, all right, the next actor we have here, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Well, oh shit! Oh, I think he might be in both. He's in Inception, but then is he in like Toy Soldiers? Oh, you know what? He is in both. I'm gonna say both. Okay. Because I got. Let me see if I'm right. All right. Yeah. If you want to go for the the. the I think movie. Sean and I are gonna tag team here because Sean said Inception, but I'm gonna say because he's in Batman. No, that's bad, isn't it? That was that that's was a comic. The Nolan movies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, Batman's <laughs> yeah, he's not based in Batman, on Batman uh, <laughs> Three. 
It was a toy, wasn't it? They made Batman toys, but <laughs> okay. it's not based on a toy. But he is in both. Okay. In, What's the toy? He is in Inception and Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. some of the Nolan movies. Uh, he was in G.I. Joe, the first G.I. Oh, Joe. Oh, okay. Ever yep. saw it. Yep, no one, no one did. So, All right. Next up, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, um, at least her name and actors I know. This makes it a little. Um, these should all be. People I'm gonna have you have to know. say toys. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'll I'll go against Sean here just for once. I'll say she's in some sort of Nolan movie. All right, she is. Hell she's yeah. in the Prestige. So one of the worldwide lesser, one of the lesser known Christopher Nolan movies. The only time she worked with him. Um, early on, earlier on her career. Um, but yeah, no toy movies for her. So, uh, mm. for keeping score, I think it's Tony's got all three right so oh, far. Baby, let's go. Um, right. next up, next actor, Justin Timberlake. I'm gonna have to say oh, a toy. Boy. I don't think Nolan would work with him. There's a little bit, I mean, yeah, I, uh, I'd have to say toy too, just because he wasn't in sync. Let me ask guy. you this, Andy. He's a dancer. Those Does seem Oppenheimer like count? Uh, yes. Because I know that movie has like 500 people in it. So that sh- could be some court of, sort of like little nonsense, you know, sliding under the rug because it's not out yet. I- I'll hold my answer. You're both correct. Uh, Justin Timberlake is the star of the Trolls franchise. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes, Trolls, my least favorite toy ever. Uh, I recently I saw some a, of that movie. I don't movie. think I ever owned a uh, troll. Was there a, a Trolls like pop star or something or i believe that's the idea of it yeah no i think i think you're right justin timberlake has like the he's a dancer he's a musician it's like those those going to toy movies there's music in that movie yeah uh next actor here liam neeson Uh, you know what with liam neeson i'm gonna say i'm gonna say toy i feel like he's gonna be a voice of one of these toy movies or something because he's he's got the liam neeson voice like the I will find you. <laughs> you know they wanted him to be Duke Kaboom if Kiana wasn't available. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say the same. I don't think he's in a Nolan movie, but also, I mean, like Memento and The Prestige and those older movies I haven't seen in a long time. I don't think I've seen The Prestige since I was on a cruise when I was like 17 years old. Memento. Or is he? <laughs> you are both incorrect. Oh, no. How did you forget this one? He was in Batman Begins. Oh, God oh, damn. <laughs> God damn it. But he is also He's in fucking like Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. in that. He is in the movie Battleship and the Lego movie. So, so he's both, huh? He's in both. Oh, so you know what? Like Sean Son of a- we're half wrong. He likes his toy movies. So well, he's got the voice. God, how could I forget? He's Raz Al Ghul. I thought you guys would. Yeah, know I can't believe we fucked that up. Because he's in the third one too, in like a little flashback. Just stop. Scene. We know we fucked up. <laughs> Don't have to pound it in. <laughs> he was also like you know Avatar. I don't know All who's right. that. Like, so James I think Cameron. the score right now is let's see. Uh, Tony got four. Sean's got three. All right. Let's keep score this time. Okay. Uh, next up, Topher Grace. How many do we have left? Like Ten more. Oh, what? Nine more. Okay, wow. We can go quick. Topher Grace. Topher Grace. So he's in a show based off of a 70s sitcom. We know that I'm going for sure. toy only. I'm going to say he's Topher Grace. I'll say toy only also, only because I just don't see him being in an old movie. Oh, my God. I don't like that. Ooh, you're both incorrect. He was in Interstellar. Was he? He was. As what? Like an ex-boyfriend or something? Jessica Chastain's 
husband. Yeah, see, I knew it. He was not not going to be a lead in a Nolan movie. It's interrupting. What what did you say, Andy? Interstellar. Oh, yeah. See, another one I I barely remember. Mm -hmm. I I haven't seen that in probably a decade. Yeah. All right, next person up, uh, Elizabeth Banks. Well, she's certainly in like a Lego movie. Um, Um, She's not one of the feral kids in Batman's. Or I'll say she's in a toy movie. I think she's a voice in some sort of toy movie. She's part of the Hunger Games, right? Yes, which is not yeah. a Nolan movie. No, I know it's not. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm, she's a, a toy. I'm All going right. toy only as well. You guys are correct. She's in the Lego movie. I believe her character name is Wild Style. These Lego movies are out of control. Uh, fun character. They have a um, lot of people in those movies. Yeah, so I think that's uh, five to four right now. Uh, next actor up, Alexander Skarsgård. Just referenced him five minutes ago. Woof. Skarsgård, I'll say Skarsgård is in a um, Christopher Nolan movie. You know what? I'm going to say he's in both. I feel like he's a voice in something random. Don't look at my face. I'm, trying to I'm not looking at your face. I'm trying not to give it away. But. No, it, it right. shot at me at the end. I think he's... Feel like these scars guards are in everything, so I think he voiced something. But I also think he's good enough that he was in a Nolan movie as well. So I'm going to say both. Well, hopefully this is going to tie us up. I'm saying he's only in a uh, toy movie. No, it's tied. Oh, he was only in he a toy. Was, yeah, but Gustav Skarsgård is going to be in. Who the fuck is Gustav Skarsgård? <laughs> <laughs> it's their grandfather. <laughs> Uh, he's a he's a brother. He's yeah, just there's he's a billion of black guy. He's <laughs> the least one. Yeah. Um. All right. So tied five five, I believe. Uh, uh, Gustav is in Oppenheimer. How, how, how many are left? Because we should I get to the point so. where Sean and I switch off or something. Like somebody goes first, somebody doesn't. Instead of just it being like random. Okay. Never mind. You want to do the first? Guess how many are left? One? How many are left? Seven. Seven are left. Okay, that's good. That's an odd number. Yeah. We're tied. All right, I'll go first right. on this one. Next one is uh, Ken Watanabe. Okay, maybe Sean goes first on this one. Who the fuck's Ken Watanabe? Ken Watanabe. He's what? a Japanese actor. Oh, I got that. Oh, yeah, he's a Canadian, before. Andy. You have seen him before. Okay. Then I will say he's in a Christopher Nolan film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know the name. Um, I suppose just for the game's sake, Tony said just Christopher Nolan. I'll do both. Oh shit! He's in both. Oh goddamn! But Ken Watanabe is in Batman Begins and Inception. Who is he? He's a, okay. The Japanese actor from Inception, the businessman that hires them. Um, he's also the fake Ross Al Ghul at the beginning of Batman Begins. Okay, I don't know. Um, and then he is a Transformer in Transformers Four and Five. Well, there you go. Jeez, so, what doesn't this guy do? Yeah, he's, he's a big actor. He's in a lot of things. Um, all right, next up, I got Jeremy Irons. So I think it's six five, Sean. Now. Yeah, we'll come back. Jeremy Irons. So Sean's well, up first. He's in the wrong Batman. But is he in another? I feel like he could have been in the Prestige pretty easily with that weird face he has. Certainly in a toy movie because he's so unique, and I feel like at some point he's got a grandson that you know watches the Legos. For the lack of confidence, I'm just going to say toy. Jeremy Irons. I can't even picture a face right now. I know I know the name. I was going to give you a voice. He plays Scar. Oh. Oh, well, if he's already a voice actor, then I'm going to say 
a toy movie also. He is in maybe the worst toy movie ever made, Dungeons and Dragons, the original movie from 2000. He plays the villain, and it is hilariously bad. Interesting. Um, he is he is trying really hard to make fun of the movie while making it. So he's not from a Lego movie, huh? Uh, no, not, not that I saw. Interesting. All right, so it's still 7-6. Uh, next actor we have here is Josh Hartnett. Uh, fuck. I'm going to say Josh Hartnett is in... Just a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, he's in Oppenheimer, and that's kind of his uh, resurrection. Because has he done anything since Hollywood Homicide? Yes. He's been in two Guy Ritchie movies. Oh, yeah, that's right. That would, this, He was in The Gentleman? Uh, Wrath of Man, and then, and then the Man. one I watched. Yeah, I, I'm going to say the same, um, just because I don't think he's in any toy movies. Uh, you're correct. Yes, he's in Oppenheimer. There's a billion people Out in Oppenheimer. Friday. Yep. Um, but I was hoping you'd think toy because he was like, oh, he was in an early 2000s toy thing or something. But all right. Next person here I have is uh, Helen Mirren. Is this back to me? So it's your turn, Sean. Um, yep. She might be an Oppenheimer. Uh, but I also feel like it'd be funny to have her in a toy movie. And I feel like she'd go for that. I mean, she did documentary now for Pete's sake, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say both, just banking on I think she's an Oppenheimer. I'll say just a toy movie. All right, we're tied back up. Oh, here. baby, let's go. What toy uh, movie is it? She's the narrator in Barbie. Oh, So I was close. Oh. It's a movie coming out this week, there but the other one, yeah. damn it. All right, we got we got three more left, and it's three really cool dudes. Oh, wow. I'm really excited about this. Tony's first, take? first up, Tim Curry. Oh, we love Tim Curry. This is you, then, right, Tony? Yeah. Can it be? Never mind. <laughs> Do boy? Oh, I'm gonna say toy. Yeah, I'm going toy only as well because I think he is very unhealthy and I don't think he... Well, my reasoning is because you said board games count. So yeah. he's in Clue. There you go. You got it. <laughs> Let's go. Baby. Does that count as a bonus point? I'll yeah. it no, it's, I'll say it's still tied. So we got two more. Uh, John David Washington. Okay. <laughs> George's brother. <laughs> Denzel's son. Oh, oh shit. I think Sean's up to go first this time. but He's I... in a Nolan movie, but the bigger question is, is he in a toy movie? Did he do a back-to-back thing and get on a toy movie just for a paycheck and, you know, three hours in a sound booth. I don't know for sure on that side, but I do know one thing, uh, Nolan. Sean seemed confident. I'm going to say Nolan also. <laughs> All right, we're keeping it tied because, yes. Right, I guess I get to go first this last one. You're correct. Uh, only in Tenet, no toy movie on his resume. He doesn't have a lot of credits. Last up... Uh, Last up, we've got a Tony's Take favorite, John Malkovich. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say both. This is, I think, difficult. He has been a recluse in my library of viewing, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's not been doing things. For the sake of the game... Tony said both, correct? 
Therefore, yes. I will say toy only. Well, it's good game logic. You win. Ugh. I knew, was, was he in the Lego movie? He was in Transformers 3. Oh, okay. I knew he was yeah. in something that was with a toy. I don't know why I was so bold and said both. It could have been. He, I, the reason I was trying to pick these names is people that would be believable. You could see John Malkovich. He should be, movie. honestly, but yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I'll call And him, I mean, I'll there's plenty him. of Nolan movies where they're not fresh in my mind, but I didn't yeah. see him in anything. That's a good game, Andy. Wow. I had fun. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the podcast is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code, that is... Tony. T-O-N-Y. 65% off at checkout just because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code TONY for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. By the way, guys, that makes that dog leash under $10. So what are you doing? Go pick up the dog leash you need right now and take that dog on a walk. You both need it. All right. um, I have... One and uh, Andy and I saw it in uh, theaters together, so that's one I'll do at the end. Uh, what about you guys? I have two, and I've got uh, three others, but uh, two are quick TV ones. So um, let me just start with yeah, those then. Okay, yeah, knock out those two. Uh, quick TVs. There's a new Justified series coming out. I believe it is a technically a new series and not another season. Uh, Justified City Primeval. It's coming out, I think, today. Um, I never watched Justified. I seems like something I'd be interested in. Elmore Leonard, uh, like Timothy Oliphant. Um, I did see the pilot like way back when, um, but so I decided to, to watch that. I think I want to watch a little bit of it uh, before checking out the new series there. Um, I don't think you necessarily need to watch the old series to, to get the new one. Um, I think they're trying to make it so you could just jump right in. Um, but yeah, I, I checked out uh, the first few episodes and enjoyed it. Like uh, Walton Goggins, because I've been enjoying him in the uh, Danny McBride comedies uh, since he ended Justified. Um, but yeah, he's he's great. He's kind of the antagonist. I always of thought it was a western. Like, so, um, and yeah, that's all available. I mean, it kind of is. Isn't it's it modern a, day it's a like lawman, Chicago you know, or something. A, a U.S. Marshal. Uh, the new series is Detroit, Another but it was actually in filmed ruins. in Chicago. Um, but the original series okay. is in Kentucky. So it's, uh, you know, moonshiners and white supremacists. And stuff moonshiners. Like that. That's what they're chasing down. Um, yeah. Um, but that is uh, all on Hulu, and I believe the new series will also be available on Hulu. Um, and then I also I watched the first episode of a new HBO Max series. So I guess it's just a Max series now. Uh, called Full Circle. This is uh, all six episodes directed by Steven Soderbergh. Um, kind of a big cast. Uh, Timothy Olyphant's in this one, too. Claire Danes, Dennis Quaid. Uh, it looks to be a, a mystery. You don't really know everything that's going on in the first episode. But um, yeah, I was definitely interested. So I'm going to end up watching this this whole thing. Uh, maybe over over a few weeks. I think they, I think they did release them all at once. Um, I'm not sure, though. Um, but I did watch the first episode. 
Oh. Pretty good. That is uh, called Full Circle. You guys want me to go? Yeah. So I watched uh, a couple things. The first one was the one I've seen before, but it's been a long time. It was the the Neighborhood Watch movie with Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn and Jonah Hill. I think it's called Neighborhood Watch, Neighborhood or is it called Watch, The Watch? I forget. I think it was The Watch. The Watch is a show on HBO. I'll look it's, it up. It's one of them. <laughs> yeah, Pretty and good. it's something you wear. But... uh. They, uh, it, it was, you know, it's, it's a good cast. So, I mean, it's pretty funny, but as I was watching, I remembered like, you know, like what the twists were in it and stuff and whatnot, but, uh, kind of just kind of funny, you know, just some bored, a bored middle-aged dad or another, or middle-aged, I don't know, guy with, you know, his buddies and they just want to protect over the neighborhood because his coworker over at Costco got murdered or something. But it's a, it's a funny movie. It's a, you know, Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, Jonah Hill, like I said, uh, Good laughs throughout, but uh, you know, nothing crazy. But it was on. I was cruising through Hulu and I saw it, and it was something I just threw on. One of those things that I threw on, not thinking I'd finish it, but I ended up finishing it. So, uh, yeah, it was good. And then uh, the other thing I watched, kind of similar on Sunday, I was over at a buddy's house, and it was one of those things where I think we thought we were just kind of killing time, and then threw on a movie, and next thing you know, it was like eight of us ended up watching it together, and it was a a Knight's Tale. Great, I've actually never seen a Knight's Tale. Yeah, that's why I think one of the things we pointed out was that we thought it was funny how it had like a modern day soundtrack for the fact that it took place in medieval times. But uh, yeah, good movie. Heath Ledger, you know, phenomenal actor, you know, sad, uh, you know, crazy thing. He died at only 29 years old and it feels like he died later because when he died at 29, it's like, I know me personally, I think I was only like 17. So it's like 29 did seem old, you know, but it's crazy to think that I'm, we're all older than 29 now and it's everything he accomplished and how good of an actor he was. And, you know, the Joker basically being one of his final acting moments. It's crazy to think what could have come with him, but, uh, yeah. Heath Ledger, Nolan or toy movie. Uh, I'm for sure. Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. The no, Joker. I, I, there's been a lot of Christopher Nolan press this past week. And there were some stories about Heath. Ledger. I like Paul Bettany in yeah, that. Uh, here he's like crazy. The, the showman, the one, mm-hmm. the only. Yeah. He plays. From remember, he plays Chaucer, the uh, famous writer. What? No, nothing. I don't even know it's who that like is. A fa- like the most famous early Middle Ages writer. Anyway. Oh, you're <laughs> saying Paul Bettany right now. I thought you were talking you were about like, a cartoon character or something. Yes. No, the, there's a writer uh-huh. named Chaucer. Like pre-Shakespeare era, like... First recorded author ever, maybe. Really? I thought Charles Dickinson was. <laughs> Charles Dickens is from like the 1800s. When was this guy from? Knight's Tale. The 1300s, whatever this was. Oh, very. Yeah. Who what was like the, other than like the Bible, they say like the first book ever? I mean, all the Greek shit was oh, that's older true. than that. Homer. Fuck. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Good. You, you like Homer. Good movie. <laughs> Good show. Good name and I mean, he's a Greek guy. Yeah, no, that's, I am a fan of Homer. Maybe that's why I'm a big Simpsons fan. Along aside from being Greek. But yeah, anyway, yeah, Knight's Tale. Not bad. Obviously, it's been out since yeah. like 2001 or something. Fun movie. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's it for me, though. Just those All right. two. Uh, Andy, you had one more movie? Well, I've got one more before Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But we're off sync here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I watched uh, No Hard Feelings in theaters. This is a comedy that came out a few weeks ago with Jennifer Lawrence. Uh I had a good time with it. I'm glad that a movie like this was able to get made in this year because just comedies are kind of dead. Um, 
It definitely had some good laughs. Uh, I like that her character is relatable, I'd say, to our era and that um, she's playing a person in her early 30s and she's trying to pretend to be a little bit younger, but um, basically trying to like, how do I interact with these uh, younger people? Because if you haven't seen the premise, she's uh, basically hired to uh, go out with a high school kid or he's, he's, he just graduated high school before college uh, and basically uh, get him experience before college because he's kind of a... Um, a shut-in nerd. Um, kind of a wild premise based on a true story. Um, well, at least it's based on a Craigslist ad that does exist, whether that ever was anyone answered the Craigslist ad, but that's uh, where that, that did come from. They didn't just invent this completely for the movie. Um, but yeah, it, it's a nice movie. Um, it should be on Netflix probably by the end of the year. It's a Sony movie. Uh, I'd Netflix is paying Sony a lot of money to get their their movies there, which is a good deal for both of them. But yeah, it's it's fun. I, you could watch this with a, a, a crowd of people and have a good time. Oh, very good. All right, shall we uh, close out with our uh, big movie uh, of the week? Sure. I think I think before we talk about the actual quality of the movie, we gotta we gotta mention oh, the yeah, we the left. brain delay it we was, had uh, a whole thing. Um, Andy bought yeah. a tub of popcorn. It was nearly a waste. So, uh, Sean and I watched... Yeah. We watched <laughs> this uh, Sunday morning. I think the first showing of the day. And... Um, what time is that at? 10 o'clock. Okay. And so, by the time I got my popcorn in my hand, it was like 10, 15, maybe a little later. <laughs> um, and I, I told Sean, like, hey, there's a million previews and there's Nicole Kidman before the show. Um, they're not going to be showing it. But it's we walked into the theater and there's just nothing on there. And I'm like... All right, something wrong here, and I go back out. I'm like, yeah, this is the right one. We take our seats, and maybe five minutes go by before a guy, an employee there, is like, as you probably realized, uh, we're having some problems here. We can't get the projector to work, um, but you know, we're still in the window where we could still start the movie and be fine. Um, and then someone like is like, well, what's the window? And he's like, oh, 10 more minutes. I'm like, okay, because otherwise, if they couldn't start our movie because it would delay the rest of the day if they went past 10 more minutes. Um, and 10 more minutes went by, uh, 15 minutes went by. I was ready to Sean call like, it. I said, look, just go. The, they're not going to get the next done. flight's going to land from Salt Lake city. We're going to have to leave. <laughs> and then, you know, I think it was like 10 36. Yeah. And then the, the screen turns on. Yeah. And they just started right away. There were no previews, no Nicole Kidman. They're just like, let's get this in. And, uh, I thanked them for that, but it was a little jarring. Um, but then we actually got the actual movie, which was again three almost three hours. Um, but a quick review would be: I didn't necessarily feel it. Um, I definitely felt that it was long, but I didn't feel it. It no, wasn't it like flows; a it goes quickly. Um, didn't feel. By the way, did we say it, so? It's Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning that we saw. Did we say that? Okay. I think I said Mission Impossible, but yeah, that's the full title: uh, Mission Impossible: yeah, Dead it, Reckoning. It leaves Part on a cliffhanger. I mean, at this point, I think everyone kind of knows what these movies are. He's a super duper uh, spy, and he's got his squad and mission. Should you choose to accept it and all that stuff, but there were a couple of things that kind of bugged me. I'm not going to give them away, but one of the things was all you had to do was just have one extra scene with a gadget indicating as to how this was going to work versus just not showing it and having the audience imply 
something that doesn't seem to make any sense at all uh, and would inflict a lot of harm or death on on the person. But maybe that was a cutscene. Maybe that you know they're like we we like two forty three. We don't like it if it's two minute two hours and forty four minutes. Tell you what, um, that was one of the yeah. main problems. I liked the movie a whole lot. Don't get me wrong, but uh, that one scene was like just one little thing to explain how he's going to do this would would go a long way with me. Um, also, I don't know how you would do this, and I feel like I've already said this on the podcast, but I would love to somehow figure out all of his movies how long, how many miles he has run on screen, and how many motorcycles and how many miles he's driven on screen. Um, they want you to believe he's running like 60 miles an hour um, when he's on screen. I am just thinking like he's got to be in a compression suit under all of this stuff on when he's he's running. Like he's a 62 year old man. I know this is you know let's just say he's 58 at the at the you know benefit of the doubt when he's doing these runs, but that's he's since he's severely old for for how he's behaving. And I can only imagine the pain this guy is going through in his knees or ankles or just whatever. He's got arthritis. How long can he do this? Oh, well, it, it has been confirmed that the Venice sequence of the movie, which uh, did include that big run, right. uh, was filmed in February of 2020. So uh, that was one of the first things they filmed. So, yeah, he was a younger man back then. In a couple um, of years. The difference that makes. Um, but, yeah, part two of this is something that might be I uh, think he goes by the he, strike. I don't know what's going on he there. He can I'm get sure around that. a lot of it. Um, He's a man of Scientology, Andy. Yeah. Um, yeah, just slips a card. Yeah. Hey, I'm I Ethan people, Hunt. I can get you disappeared. He just does what he wants. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a submarine in this movie. That was they knew they knew their audience. They're like, I know all the, well, the Hunter dads Killer was huge. Fucking love submarines, so um, we'll put a submarine in this movie. Yeah, I mean, people are like, oh, Sean Connery on the sub. I don't care. It's still good. Um, it was a Russian sub, which yeah it does make you think of Sean Connery. Um, I love that they go. Everywhere in the world. Um, and they're actually went there. That's a cool thing. Um, I do think about it. Like, is Tom Cruise friends with all the corrupt governments in uh, <laughs> the Middle East, too? But probably. But that's fine. Because, like, that's a real airport that he goes to. And it's like, damn, that's cool. Like, I know they probably got that all through yeah. corrupt oil money. But that's a cool airport. Um, so yeah, it is. It just a, it's a good time. It like it's long, but it's it's yeah, long it's, because it's a they lot of action. do so much shit and they just keep going and it's not not slow. <laughs> it's not slow in any way. Um, just again, like the there was an a, an opening to this movie of multiple scenes, multiple continents before you even get the the logo of the movie. Um, and that little scene right before you get that logo is is a great little misdirect. Um, you got. Adding people to the to the world like uh, Carrie Elwes. Yeah, that took uh, me out of it because I was just expecting him to be chasing a little fat um, kid looking for a, a doll with its head upside down. It's home Alone, Andy. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was in that uh, new one. Okay. Um, he was wonderful. I thought Shea Wiggum was a great addition to this because he he is. He is just exasperated by everything that's going on in the movie. He's like, I'm just a normal CIA guy who just wants to shoot someone. And this guy's doing, like, fucking trips. And he's fucking doing parachute shit. And 
like I can't handle this. You I'm made just, I'm just tired. you made a good so point that so I came out of the attitude. theater. I was like, they have these masks that you can become literally anyone in the world uh, so long as you have a, them read a phrase and then you have their voice and you have everything their likeness. One thing I also always wonder about too is how do they match up the hands? skin colors thickness of hands yeah they don't so so that's something i didn't notice but people have pointed out that um your eyes go right through it so like at the end you well, yeah the lady had blue eyes the and then they put on the, the face and she still had her brown eyes so i was waiting for the brother to notice yeah. that um i just chalked that up yeah. to they didn't have the right contacts on that train or something because i thought they had done that before but i guess just everyone had brown eyes uh that tom cruise became right doesn't he have well, is he a brown eyed person I don't know. But that doesn't matter. But you would think if they have this technology, they know it exists, yeah. they could have some sort of tool or device that could detect it. And you brought up a good point as to why what Shea Wiggum kept doing, you know, uh, trying to rip a mask off of people's faces just to confirm who they are. Uh, yeah, from The Simpsons. Shea Wiggum? <laughs> it seems like that Chief Wiggum? tool would exist. Maybe it's just not readily available. People aren't walking around with this device in their back pocket. I don't know. But yeah, that was the other thing about that scene, and I forgot to even say that to you, but the eye color of the girl was different the whole time. The blonde lady clearly has blue eyes. The other lady clearly had brown eyes, and they changed. And her brother, who they also just bug me because they just look like they just want to go to, like, raves and be underground people. Uh... So he might have been on like Adderall or something and not noticed. And, and why is the brother like <laughs> Eastern European? Like I'm gonna kill Liam Neeson, yeah, and yeah. she's like British royalty. Like she literally was. Yeah, maybe the they're adopted. I, I don't know. Or um, maybe that's just what he's going match, for. But, that's what he thinks is cool. Um, yeah, I want to be from Albania. I did enjoy also um, Palm Clementi, if that's the actress's name from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, played the Joker. For some reason, I, I don't know what that was about, but she put on Joker makeup for some. Well, that was for like the, one of the party scenes, or something. Just like, right? All right, that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's a whole action scene where she's like, "I'm wearing Joker makeup," and like, "Yeah, I guess that's what they do in Europe." I don't know. Yeah, it's cool here in America. The cops would shoot you down if you try to do that. Put on you're Joker makeup. To, yeah, you're not allowed to do it. Not here. Oh. Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna be a little negative here. That doesn't so, sound like you. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to do it. I'm sorry to do it. Um, I was very hyped for this movie, and it is still very good. But I do have to say, if you compare it to a couple of things that have come out recently, yeah. First of all, comparing it to Top Gun Maverick, I think Maverick's better. But Andy, if you think um, about it, we've only seen half of the movie more. so far. It's, it's airplane shit, which is crazy. That's true. That's true. Um, but also earlier this year, there was another movie where in uh, a man over the age of fifty. Um, who could do all kinds of badass stunts, does his own stunts, travels across Europe and kicks ass. Oh. Um, and that movie is called John Wick Chapter 4, and that is a better movie than this. And uh, I'm sorry to say that to Tom Cruise. It, it is. It is true. Keanu Reeves doesn't do the like extreme sports stunts like Tom Cruise does, which yeah. is ironic considering Going after Keanu Bobby. Reeves jumped out of a plane, you know, chasing uh, Patrick Swayze. Um, but at this point, Keanu Reeves' action is, you know, hand-to-hand gun stuff. Um but that's better. And 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 John Wick Chapter 4 is a, a prettier looking movie. Like they use the uh, lo- locations, I think, even better than this movie. Although there's some crazy stuff that the Venice sequence with the in, in the shadows and stuff is just a really great thing to look at. 
Um, but yeah, I I'm still just need saying, to I watch those two movies movie. are actually better than this one. Um, so it's not like they're yeah, it's not like they're they're not doing good work here. I'm just saying they I think they are outclassed a little bit. Um, another thing I think I think is interesting that I saw. Um, you know how there was there was like a very very quick flashback because uh, the antagonist of this movie is someone from Ethan Hunt's past from before he was even with the IMF. That's kind of said, and they show like a quick little flashback. Um, apparently, they were supposed to film a nearly 20-minute sequence with a de-aged Tom Cruise uh, as like a prologue to this movie, um, and they decided against it. But that's basically what the new Indiana Jones movie does. I think that's interesting that uh, they decided, I think, smartly not to do that, but... Um, yeah, there's supposed to be more backstory there. Maybe we'll get that in, in the next one. But um, I think if you're yeah. doing DH stuff, you can't go 20 minutes. You got to go eight minutes or something. Um, so, yeah, I think it's the right decision. One thing I wonder about any of these spy movies. So they're constantly on the go. They're constantly kicking ass. They're sweating. They're getting shot at. They're getting bloody. They always have a new nice suit or different outfit on that's not wrinkled. That's, you know, perfect fit. How, how does that work? Yeah, I, I know that's something I've complained about. It's how do they even do the action in the suits? Um, it's like, well, they must have just elastic suits that still look nice or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I get it's for the movie's sake, but I don't know. And again, you don't have to do much. You just like, like in, in one of the scenes, uh, like I need a car. Oh, it's on the street. Maybe they have a tailor, like the outfit, that movie. Well, this In movie every does, city or something. This movie does have a scene where he opens up his phone to find where the nearest car is. That was that was neat. I liked yeah. that because, I mean, that though, you just assume they just pick up a car and you steal someone who's, you know, at the Trader Joe's. Uh, but yeah, I did like that. And again, it doesn't take much, but it does eat up screen time. So I suppose that's an excuse as to why they don't yeah. do it. But I always wonder about that. I mean, uh, Jason Statham, uh, transporter, he had, you know, a batch of those suits in his trunk. So, yeah, could change. But also, if it's folded like that and shrink-wrapped, it's going to be pretty wrinkled. That's at least my it's experience. Self-unwrinkles. Yeah. That's spy shit. Don't worry about it. He raises his body temperature to become a dry cleaner. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of action, a lot of fun. Um, obviously, everyone has seen the trailer where that big stunt happens and it's like did you need to give that away like clearly it didn't work if they only did 83 million dollars uh opening weekend when they're hoping you know 90 or more um maybe i should have saved that not shown everyone that that did that yeah but the behind the scenes of that is good yeah but i mean you could do it now fun. like yeah oh see it weekend two they say it's better see this stunt on the big screen with popcorn I don't know. Just my two cents. But enjoyed it. Hope the second one isn't too far away. Um, yeah. Anything else to add, Andy? Tony? No. No. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 333 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you for listening. Tell a friend. We'll see you later.